I'd like to start this portion of the podcast by thanking all of my listeners for tuning in again. You guys are really why I do it. I would like to say that, as always, this podcast is a work in progress, and you're going to get a whole lot of me this evening, and that's just because we were recording uh, our episode for this week on uh, my surface, and normally you would be given a 10% warning, a 6% warning, a 4% warning as your surface was dying, and unfortunately, I did not get that. So the clip that Terrell, Ruby, and I had created was deleted. So I do have the picks for all of them. So I will be able to roll through these real quick. But as I said before, sorry again that it will be just me. Um, Week eight brought us, uh, you know, another fight for the belt. And Paulie came in like a bull out of the China shop, gone 11 and three. Great debut, my friend. Hope you can keep it up on the rest of your appearances. Week nine had Terrell and I uh, falling behind Paulie. I much better than he forwarded. Um, I went 10 and four and Terrell was a poor seven and seven, which I do believe is the worst so far on the podcast. So he's going to need a redemption shot after that because he might have slid to the the bottom of the pack. I know I'm looking forward to the week nine matchups. So I'm going to go ahead and get into our picks and just very brief analysis so you guys don't have to listen to me for too, too long today. We'll start with the Thursday night game, and that's at 820. It's the Raiders 1-6 against the 49ers, who are 1-7. We actually across the board went Oakland. I think this was specifically because C.J. Beathard may not play, and we didn't even know who would be the starter there. I think that that always provides uh, an interesting scenario for the Raiders to look great, even though they're in dump mode right now, trying to pick up as many picks as they can. Um, and that that's something we talked about a little bit briefly um, between Ruby Terrell and I, is the fact that the Raiders were able to get a first-round pick for their receiver, where Golden Tate, I believe, brought in no better than a third. And the other wide receiver to move was... Mari Cooper, Golden Tate, and regardless, uh, I'm sure it will come to me as I do move along in this. But the other receiver also was moved for a much lesser price, and it was done with two professionals that have done it at a much higher level than Amari Cooper so far. So good for you, John Gruden. Maybe you can run with that momentum a little bit and uh, get us off to a good start this week, all three of us. Moving on to the Sunday 1 p.m. game, it's the Bears 4-3 and three against the Bills, who are now a 1-7, I believe. Uh, we all went with Chicago. I think that's a pretty easy decision, even though it is in New England. They have – it's potentially Nathan Peterman starting, and I believe they pulled somebody else off of the street uh, to be the potential backup. I believe it was Matt Barkley I saw. So no options for them are a great one right now. Derek Anderson didn't look too, too terrible last week. But, you know, even he isn't going to be able to get them a W. We all went with the Bears, Ruby Terrell and I. So I'll actually move on to the next game. And that is the Bucks 3-4 and four in Charlotte against the Panthers, who are 5-2, and two, coming off a hot, hot win against the Ravens. Ruby was the the uh, naysayer in this scenario, and he went with Tampa Bay. Terrell and I both went Carolina. 
we both like what Cam Newton is doing. Terrell actually mentioned the cohesiveness that Cam is having with North Turner this year so far, and that was something that nobody was really anticipating. I can't say so uh, myself, and Terrell is definitely one of those naysayers as well. So it's, it's nice to see Cam playing at a high level. I think Ruby just kind of went with Tampa Bay just because, you know, they're they're riding high off of that very close loss to whoever they played last week. And, you know, Fitzmagic can will you to just about any game, and he will be the starter this week. So he, he might make things interesting. But as I said, Ruby went Tampa Bay. Terrell and I both went Carolina. The next 1 o'clock game is the Chiefs 7-1 and one against the Browns, who are 2-5-1 and one in Cleveland. Terrell was the naysayer in this this scenario, and I think he really just wanted to play devil's advocate. Uh, he, he was riding the, you know, maybe they get some better play calling and, and they have some better uh, management skills now that Hugh Jackson will no longer be their head coach and Todd Haley is now also out of the picture. The one thing that does kind of worry me is Greg Williams is now the head coach and he is the uh, originator of the bounty. I don't necessarily hate the idea of the bounty system if it's going to get your get your players to play better but i'm not sure you can do that as a head coach and in this day and age that's going to be seriously frowned upon so me personally uh, i i see it as a tough day for cleveland against this red hot offense i don't think too much needs to be said about kansas city ruby and i both did go with kansas city so ruby myself kansas city terrell went cleveland the next one o'clock game is the Jets three and five in Miami, who is four and four. I think we all kind of rode with the home team here and we all went with Miami. It's just it's tough for us to see Sam Darnold willing them to a win when their offense just really they don't have a lot of weapons around Darnold right now. And it'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. Uh, Terrell Pryor actually was just cut. So, you know, a guy that he just threw a touchdown two weeks ago to is now off the roster. So it'll definitely be interesting to see how their offense looks moving forward, especially because Quincy Anunwa is still at least questionable for this week. And it, that was a guy that was getting a heavy load throughout the start of the year. A little bit about the Dolphins, you know, shout out Field again. He's really getting those boys in shape. You know, they got the ageless wonder, Frank Gore, Kenyon Drake's playing at an okay level after a slow start. Devontae Parker was witnessed last week. So, you know, their offense may actually come out looking okay this week. And, you know, they do have Xavion Howard and Mika Fitzpatrick on the defensive side of the ball, some guys that can really go get it. Again, we all went with Miami in this game. The next 1 o'clock game is one that was extremely tough for all of us to choose, and it's the Steelers 4-2-1 and one in Baltimore against the Ravens, who are 4-4 four and four off the tough loss to Carolina. Ruby uh, sort of took the same approach that he did against New Orleans, and he took the the away team in, in Baltimore, and I think it really hurt hurt his soul to do it. But, you know, he, he would love to be wrong and have the Ravens win. But if he's not, at least he gets the pick right. He went with Pittsburgh. I, I think it's just they're a hot team right now, and, and the Ravens are not so much. So I think that's why he's kind of riding with Pittsburgh. Terrell and I both went with Baltimore. For me, it's a homer pick. I got to ride with my guys. They're great at home. I, I, I think that they'll bounce back after that tough loss. 
they looked a lot worse last week than they did in the previous weeks to that. They look like a completely different team on the offensive side of the ball. So for me, outside of that first drive, they did look great on the first drive, at least from what I could hear on the radio. So I would like to say that that's what I'm riding with. I'm going to go with my boys. I think Terrell was kind of the same here. He's just not necessarily sure uh, who's, who's going to take any sort of commanding lead in the AFC North. Um, so he went with Baltimore as well, I think mostly because of the, the home field advantage that they do have there. Second to last one o'clock game is the Lions three and four in Minnesota, who is four, three and one coming off a tough loss to the Saints. We actually all rode with Minnesota. In my personal opinion, I think the Lions are just not a very good team. Their offense has their moments where they look pretty good, but I think that's simply just because of Stafford. Carryon Johnson is coming on hot. I'm a big fan of him. I know I have him on um, one of my fantasy teams and or maybe it was maybe it's throughout some DraftKings and he definitely had he's had a couple of good weeks uh if he could manage to get in the end zone he'd be even better off uh the getting rid of Golden Tate should open up some doors for Kenny Galladay which should make some things interesting I know a lot of people have been uh riding his his coattails for a lot of the year with his hot start but again, as I said, we did all pick Minnesota. And I think that's just because they're the superior team. Their offense, when they're clicking, is is just really impressive. Thielen and Diggs are potentially one of the best duos in the NFL. <clears throat> and Latavius Murray is figuring out how to run behind that not-so-great offensive line. And hands down, Kirk Cousins is really playing at a high level. <clears throat> all of the doubters for Kirk Cousins – I think he's starting to put them to the back of the the back of his mind and, and they're you know, he's really making quite the impression in Minnesota with those two great receivers and another great tight end in Kyle Rudolph. Again, we did all ride with Minnesota. The last one o'clock game is the Falcons three and four in Washington, who is five and two. I am the naysayer in this scenario, and I went with Atlanta. I think their offense is just too good. I think that the Redskins' defense is good, but I think where their weakness may be is in the secondary. And this this Falcons' offense is high octane when they're performing. Matt Ryan's playing really well. Julio Jones is getting the ball down the field but can't manage to get into the end zone. But the other guys are finding ways. Mohamed Sanu, Calvin Ridley, Ido Smith. Tevin Coleman might even have a touchdown or two throughout the year. You know, it's a it's a widespread spread group of talent on that offense. Austin Hooper as well. I do think it could potentially be a close game. It might be the first opportunity where you see the Redskins offense maybe come out of their shell a little bit, take some chances, because they simply may have to. Ruby and Terrell both went with Washington, and that's probably because overall they are a better team than the Falcons with all of the injuries that they have on defense. I just had to throw a little wrench into this one because I, I think the Falcons could come out hot and, and maybe surprise some people in Washington and, and you know try to make their push towards a wild card in that tough division of the NFC South. Again, though, I, I fully understand why why Terrell and, and Ruby went with Washington. They're they're playing at a high level. They're just not scoring many points, and I think that'll be their fatal flaw. Ruby, Washington, Terrell, Washington, and myself, Atlanta. Moving on to the 405 games on Sunday, the Texans, 5-3, hottest team in football, 
in Denver against the Broncos, who are three and five. Again, I played naysayer, and I went with Houston to get their sixth straight win. I think it's going to be a really tough game. You know, I know they've had some uh, snow in Colorado within the last week or so. Shout out my boy Dave. Shout out Julie, Kyle, you know, I've seen some pictures of some decent snow. Um, so that could definitely affect the game, especially since Deshaun Watson is a little beat up. And, you know, who, who's, who knows if he can take that long of a bus ride to Denver. That, that would be one hell of a trip. So for me, uh, I can understand why Terrell and Ruby went with Denver. I don't think it has much to do outside of, you know, home field advantage. And this is my apologies. I am now realizing who the other receiver to move was, and that's Demarius Thomas. And he is playing against his former team. I'm not sure how much of an effect he will have on the game because I don't know how quickly he will pick up the offense. It would be really cool to see him play, though, since I said it will give him a little opportunity to play against the team that he's played for for his entire career so far. Some really good <clears throat> storylines for this game. So, you know, as I said, Ruby and Terrell both went with Denver. I'm going to ride with Houston as the hot team and say that they get their sixth straight win. Excuse that slight pause there. Moving on to the other 405 game, it's the Chargers 5-2 and two in Seattle, who is 4-3. Ruby played naysayer for this one, and he went with Seattle, and I think that's more or less because of Pete Carroll and the home field advantage that they do have. Seattle shows up for every game, and they're definitely an enjoyable team to watch when Russell's kind of out there doing his thing. As we stated before, Bobby Wagner is an incredible defender, so he's sort of an equalizer. But the Chargers, they just look a little too good. And, you know, even if they aren't the greatest team in, in most second halves of games, I think that they managed to put up a good enough first half that the Seahawks might not be able to come back. So Terrell and I did both go with San Diego, and Ruby went with Seattle. The other 425 game... The other 4 o'clock game, but this one is at 425, should be a great game and is probably the game of the week. And that's the 8-0 Rams against the Saints, who are 6-1. Ruby, again, being a naysayer, he could uh, really create some, some room after this week if, if, he's a right on, if he is right on a lot of his uh, going against the grain picks because, you know, he did it more a little bit more frequently than Terrell and I did. Um that being said, he went with New Orleans, who is at home. I, you know, it was, this was definitely the hardest game of the week to pick just because this is two great teams. And if you listen to yesterday's portion, you know, we actually have, two of us have New Orleans winning the Super Bowl. So it's one of those things, you know, I think that we both evaluate them as a team that can get over a loss or two. So, Terrell and I both took L.A. I think that that offense is just going to be scary on that turf. It'll be really interesting to see the pace at which they move with Gurley and Woods and Brandon Cooks and potentially Cooper Cupback. Jared Goff could have a really, really good game. I think this is going to be a shootout. I can't wait to watch it. I hope all of you guys tune into that game. It'll really you know, highlight all of the things that, that I and Ruby and Terrell really love about the game. Again, Ruby, New Orleans, Terrell, L.A., 
and myself, the Rams as well. Moving on to the Sunday night game should also be a very entertaining one. NFL has done a very good job of producing some good Sunday night games for us this year. So that is starting at 820, the Packers 3-3 and 1 in New England against the Patriots who are 5 and 2. Again, a very hot team in the NFL. <clears throat> As Ruby has been uh, all night, he is the naysayer and he went with Green Bay. And I think that's the the Aaron Rodgers effect because, you know, they did just get rid of HaHa Clinton Dix, which I do think will affect their team. I think it was a great decision on their behalf because he was going to get paid and they aren't necessarily the team that's going to look to pay somebody like that. Um, I just think that their defense is, you know, took a big hit there. And I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to will them past a what seems to be relatively steamrolling New England offense outside of last week against Buffalo, but they were moving the ball. They just couldn't get it in, in the red zone. And I think that's a big, uh, that shows a lot about the effect that Gronk has in the red zone. And, you know, when you don't necessarily have to worry about Gronk as much since he's playing hurt so frequently, you're not having to take two people and put them on Gronk to, you know, open up your lanes for James White out of the backfield and your drags from Edelman and your, you know, your different routes that you're going to run for for Josh Gordon. So it's one of those things. I think that they are, without Gronk, they're a little more predictable in the red zone. So we'll see if that that plays into the scenario at all. And, and that really could affect their game, getting rid of HaHa Clinton Dix, because now who do you double up Gronk with, even if, if that is what you decide to do. As I said, the New England offense is steamrolling, and I think that's heavily why Terrell and I both went with New England. I think we would have had a harder time making this decision if it was in Green Bay. Ruby went Green Bay. Terrell and I both went New England. Last but not least is the Monday night game, and that's at 8-15. That's the Titans 3-4 and four against the Cowboys, who are also 3-4. and four. And this is a game that I just do not want to watch. This is a game where I'm probably going to turn on some NBA and get a little bit caught up on, on my uh, second favorite sport of the season. We all went Dallas, and I think it's the Jerry effect of putting them in Jerry world. Um, tough place to play. People are showing up. Cowboys fans are relatively loyal, even if they aren't the greatest. The Titans just aren't impressive, and I think Ruby and I would Ruby would be able to state the same thing to to the podcast that you know when we went and saw them. Granted, the Ravens had eleven sacks; they're just not a great team. They're stale. The fact that they're three and four that was just sort of riding the momentum of the new head coach, I think. So again, we all went with Dallas. As always, I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. I hope we were able to provide you some good picks. I think we provided you some points that you could go either way in some of the games. Well, you know, there were a lot of games for us where we did have some differences in opinion. Should be a great week of football or some great matchups. Appreciate it again. 2G1C podcast, all one word on Instagram and Twitter. We out.